0: Welcome to the Inspired Teacher's Guide podcast. We are Kim Wilkins and Laura Woldridge, just two teachers trying to podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Our goal is to help you by discussing a variety of topics that will help you as a whole, in the same way we want to focus on the whole child in the classroom. On this podcast, we will be talking in and outside of the classroom. All right. Today, guys, we are celebrating... Happy New School Year! (laughs) Oh, it is so exciting. I know. I just think, like, it's awesome that we as individuals get two New Year's. We get January, and Uh we get July or August, whatever. Whenever you start school, we get... New
1: Year's. That's right. And I need them. I do too. I (laughs) need need a little reset. I do too. So it's exciting when the school supplies go out I'm just like oh I need the 97 cent markers. I need them badly. (laughs) Okay so today
0: guys we're kicking off our back to school series and the goal of this series is to help you be the most prepared you can be for the next school year for that next set of students. And just to walk in the door confident and, and prepared. Okay. So today is all about refraction and we're not getting science on you. So we have a friend Renee. She's the smartest person we know. <laughs> she really is. Hello, Renee. And she uses the term refraction. And refraction involves two things. Reflection and action. So we're going to do a little bit of that yes, today. That's right. Um, if you do not listen to the Simplified podcast by Emily Lay, I highly recommend it to you. So she is really about organization, etc. And um, back in December, I listened to a podcast of hers, and she kind of followed this format of reflect and plan. And so I thought we would we would do it school way here. Yeah. So thanks, yeah. Emily Lay. Even though you'll never listen to this podcast. <laughs> So, okay, so what we're going to do today is we're going to think back on last year, like what worked, what didn't go well, and um, not really set goals and resolutions. Because what happens, what happens to me with goals and resolutions? I just disappoint myself. (laughs) Over and over again. So today we're going to be thinking about like, what structures can we set up? What systems can we set up? And really, what can we start envisioning this
1: summer and building a plan for? That's right. For August. When I first started teaching Laura, I kept a journal. Mm-hmm. And I it was it just happened. I didn't say, I'm going to keep a journal. Mm-hmm. Just one day I had a little journal in my room and I started writing things down that bothered me. Things that would happen. It was my first year in the classroom. And things that would occur in the course of a day, I would write down. The things that frustrated me, and things that I would think, you know what, I I don't want that to happen ever again. <laughs> so then, from that little bitty journal, it just kind of grew, and I started thinking about what can, what routine or procedure or system can I put in place mm-hmm. so that this thing that is going to make me leave the profession won't happen again, <laughs> will
0: go away. Yeah,
1: because I, you know, there are things that happen in life, and they're just. They're just life. Right. And it happens all the time in the classroom. But there are things we can do, a structure we can put in place, a routine that Mm -hmm. we can have in our classroom so that this thing that gets on our nerves doesn't occur anymore.
0: And a lot of times I think it's
1: very simple. It is. It just, it
0: takes yes. just a little bit of thought and planning. That's right. And As, you don't
1: really know until it happens that that's going to occur. No.
0: Or until you're like, oh my goodness, if that happens one more time. I know. So I think I um, we want we want to attack those things mm-hmm. today. Um, all right. So let's think back to, um, let's think of back over last year. Remember, our goal is to do the whole teacher. So we're going to be thinking life and school. I mean, I know those two things in our lab, but um, we'll be talking about both of those. So, all right, Kim, let's think about what went well in our teaching and life worlds last year. I'll, I'll start us off. So this was my fourth year. Last year was my fourth year in this position and I finally achieved the right arrangement and organization. <laughs> it took 4 years, people. I mean like I it know. was it, it was intense. Um but I really got it down and boy did that make a difference mm-hmm. in my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mean like the the arrangement of your classroom or your what It was like, like I
0: got the tables down last year, but this was more like the flow of having shelves in the right place and the things on the right shelves in the right place. Yes. So it's like the, the bookshelves really didn't move much, but what was on the bookshelves moved. Yes. And that just helped my flow. It really just helped my plate be cleared. Right. Right. So that was an achievement
1: this year. That that was kind of um, my consistent times and structures that I had in my classroom, um, because I would I had sometimes second graders and sometimes then I moved and was with high school kids. So when they came in the classroom, I had to have a structure or a system. So I had things organized. Um, I'm a take flight therapist, right? So. They have certain things that they have to have. They have to have a notebook. They have a a cookie sheet with lip pictures on it. So their job was to come in the classroom, and I had it organized by periods. So they would come in, get their things, go to their seat. And then at their seats, I had all the materials that they could share. But they had uh, materials that were specific to them because every group is on a different lesson. And so... Does that involve different materials sometimes? Okay, yeah. So then they would take their things to their seat, and then they put them back at the end of the day. I know that, or at the end of the period, that seems like very simplistic, but... Um, that could be a nightmare. I can't pass all that stuff out. <laughs> no. You've got to be responsible. And even little second graders, they could come in, grab their notebook, mm-hmm. grab their cookie sheet, go to their seat, be ready to start. So that, that was a new thing for me. Uh, well, that just, and that makes a big difference, because all those materials could eat
0: up all your instructional time. Yes. And now Mm -hmm. you can just teach. And it
1: was in, uh, in their binders. It was organized by, um, what they needed for their lessons. So if it's a a fluency area of the notebook, um, a spelling dictation area of the notebook, a reading area. So even within their notebooks, it was organized so that they just had to flip to the right page. That's nice. I mean, that's a lot of
0: prep work, but then it's taken care of. But once
1: it's done, it's done.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, all oh, one
0: hundred seventy eight days or smoother, uh-huh. yeah. Um. Okay. Well, have you heard of random grouping?
1: No. Tell me about it. Okay.
0: So I read a book called Building Thinking Classrooms. Um. Peter L. is what I call him because I can never. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but anyway, it was life changing for me. So, um, something that went well for me this year is I random grouped whole group. So what happened is I did it in different ways, but. <clears throat> On the first week of school, I had a deck of cards, and how this worked, I was not teaching my students to gamble, Um, (laughs) but let's, okay, I want you to visualize king, queen, jack, and aces. Sometimes I had to activate the 10 because I would go over in number, but I had one of those cards um, on on each table, so a king was on a table. A queen was on a table. Okay. And so what the students would do is I would be like, pick a card in your card. And you would draw a card and you would go match it. So if you draw, a, if you drew a king, you would go sit at the king table. Oh, well.
1: Okay. And if you draw,
0: drew a queen, you would go sit at the queen table. Um, and so every time they came to class, they drew for their seats. Oh. That was only whole group stuff. Um, And what I know, I mean, I cannot tell you
1: the difference in the classroom community because of that. So they met other, they became acquainted with other people. They got different ideas from people that they normally wouldn't sit with. Yes. Okay.
0: They would, you know, like all the time they're working together, they're talking together. And so if I just let them choose their seats or even if I just assigned their seats every day, they would be getting to know that group. Right, but it seemed like my class—I was teaching college kids last semester, so you know I had them for a semester. But it seemed like the conversations were so much richer by February than they usually. You know, usually it yeah. takes April. You know, the end of March, April before we start really. I found yelling. this on the web. Whoop! There goes Siri. Um, but by February we were having—I was like, wow, I feel oh, the difference. Wow. It was beautiful. I'm going to try that in workshops. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about it. Oh, I think we should talk about that book someday. But um, Let's do. I did random grouping in many different ways. But the cards were always like, when I got busy, I could always go back to the cards. And that was easy. That was not. That was easy. And then sometimes I would just. I would shuffle the cards and put them at where they walked in and they just
1: drew off the top. Okay.
0: Now, sometimes little stinkers, I could <laughs> see them going through the pile, trying to find uh, the card that matched their friends or whatever. So many times I just held them. Okay, okay. But, I mean, I'm telling you that that was probably my top thing that went well this year.
1: So if you did that, Let's say you did a three-day workshop Mm -hmm. with teachers. Every day. Different. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: And really, um, Mr. Peter says that even like from morning to afternoon, you should mix it up.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you why when we discuss it. Okay. It is life-changing. Oh, I can't
1: wait to discuss that book. So
0: The only, I mean, there were a, a few little things that I didn't like about it, but most things I loved And the benefits of them were
1: just fantastic. So, well, grouping was a thing for me this year because there were a couple of times that I had students in um, a Take Flight therapy group and it wasn't working. Let's tell everybody what Take
0: Flight is because they might not know.
1: Take Flight is a a curriculum for students who have characteristics of dyslexia. It's um,
0: small groups, right? Small group. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Multisensory structured language. Science of reading, like it is good stuff, it's good stuff, okay. it's good stuff. And so, I've done several, Laura, that are all good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just the one that I'm using,
0: okay? Yeah, so you're pulling kids in small groups, yes, and so you even have grouping within the small groups, yes. I had to do some changing, okay? So because
1: th- a lot of times kids look the same on paper, mm-hmm. you know, you look at them, you don't really know them, and so you put kids in groups based on numbers. And then you get to know them and there are other issues. Like, for instance, I have a young man who was in a group with some other students and he has some working memory issues. And I couldn't really spend time doing working memory games with everybody Mm -hmm. because it was holding them back because they were ready to move forward. Mm -hmm. But I really had to address this working memory issue. So I put him in a, a... in a one-on-one, actually. Okay. So, and then there were some other groups where I had to move some students because just, they were, they were just sailing. And so I didn't want the other kids in their group to feel like they were. not. Yeah, yeah like okay. I'm not able to do that. It's just, everybody has growth spurts. Mm-hmm. And so I could just move kids within, within those groups. So the flexibility was
0: what really mm-hmm. yeah. made you happy. It was, yeah.
1: <laughs> and... And take flight. It, it, there's a lesson a day. Okay. The, at the beginning, and so you can't just move. I couldn't just put a kid in a in a, um a random group because I might you might be on book two, oh, yeah. Lesson twenty six, and I can't just move somebody exactly. in there because they wouldn't have the background knowledge. But I was able to move kids within the same book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, like.
0: That, just thinking about we use different things for different purposes. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely, if you had a big whole group, you could use random grouping and then go to your flexible small groups. Yes, yeah. That are intentionally planned.
1: That's right. Yes, they have to be intentionally planned. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um. Okay, so thinking about another thing that went well for me is I returned back to a paper planner. Me too. (laughs) I was trying to be um 2023-ish. Actually, this was 2022-ish last year by being all online. And um, that just did not work well for it didn't me. didn't work well
1: for me either.
0: <laughs> so now I'm an online and a
1: paper planner. Yes. And I just needed to write it down, though. I do, too. And you know that's a multisensory thing. It locks it into your brain. So when you're typing things in. It's just, I can be very passive. You can. But when you have to write it, that's why I we do all the handwriting and multisensory mm. teaching. It really transfers over to the brain. the brain. And that's why we've lost all that work we've done that's all in that Google Drive <laughs> and we're like, oh, we created that. So
0: Kim and I worked we've worked been working together for fifteen years. Um, a multitude probably. of years. And we would drive together and work together. She would drive and I would type and we would think and we don't even remember things that we made. <laughs> should have been writing them down and we would remember it. So what I did this year was I went and bought a cheap monthly planner like at Walmart at the beginning of the year and it was only for school. And so like Mm -hmm. I would put down everything I needed to do. Needed was the key word. And then at the bottom I would put that want to. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh okay. But you know that never happened. Yeah. (laughs) But the paper planner... Was was a real deal, and I just I had it in my backpack, and it would go whether I was in my room, my office, at lunch, etc. So whenever I realized I needed to do something, I could write it down.
1: Me too, and I I quit the big thick planner that has notes. Oh in it. yeah, yeah, no, just it's just dates. I need the dates. It's got columns on the side, so I can make some notes on the side if I need to. But right. no, I've tried the planners where I wrote everything down, and that is just. It's above. too much. I can't do it. Yeah, we gotta think simple. I'm not that good. I do keep one journal with me all the time, and I make notes in it, kind of like a bullet journal. Okay, and it's dated, so I can look back. Um, and I keep that with me all the time. I want to be Kim when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and I write it down in there, and then I've got my notes, and it's dated. But yeah, uh-huh. I can flip back and go. I think I was there. Because I'm in a different school. Mm. Like, I teach, then I go to a different school and work with teachers. Okay. So, I can, I know from my calendar, well, I was at that school on May 10th. And then I can look back at May 10th and look at my notes. Gotcha. I'm just living on a prayer, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: So, what's one more thing that went well for you this year?
1: Oh, it was a hard year, Laura
0: it really was for Kim.
1: I lost my mom in the last year I've lost both my parents and and there were times I I just didn't think I like I, I didn't think I was going to make it. Mm-hmm. I I would just fall apart driving an hour and a half back and forth to work and um, it was just really hard and the thing that went well for me is that I had really good family and really good mm-hmm. friends. I just such a support group. Yeah. And I that was the best thing because I, any friend I could call and they're there to listen mm-hmm. and my family's really close. And so that was, that's probably the best thing for me is I, I just had my family around me and my friends.
0: I think, you know, that it was, it was going to be a tough year no matter what, but it could have been even worse if you didn't have,
1: oh, I if you know were on I've an happened. island. Yeah. If I hadn't had, so. had a support group. So you got, I think that's, Important. And even my work family, mm-hmm. you know, my church family, my work family, my biological family, my right. siblings, my children. I think that that was the best part is that we just kind of, we just carried each other along. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, always,
0: Sorry. but then especially at times. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Um, So one more thing that went well for me is at times... I had great times of the year where I was managing, working, taking care of my body and and eating pretty healthy. But that also leads me into what did not go so well this year.
1: <laughs> I can't do all the things, Laura. I can be a really really good teacher and a really good coach. But then I just take it. I just don't do well with it's myself. Like, my like I, I, I'll if I'm really eating healthy, and I uh-huh. got a new cookbook. I'll have to tell you about that. It's gluten, gl- grain free, sugar free. Okay. And man, I cooked out of that cookbook every day for like <laughs> a month. Like I cooked all the interesting foods, and I was so proud of myself. But nothing else happened around yeah. the house. Like the bathroom wasn't clean, or there was nothing. But then, if I get really good into teaching, we have no food. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no food. Tim got out a piece of cheese the other day, and he was like, this cheese is as hard as a rock. We can't eat it. So, we, at this point right now, in May, we have no food. <laughs> Survival. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I think Kim and I were talking earlier, you know, really overcommitment is really what did not go so well for Mm -hmm. us this year, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, and I think we do a bad job of overcommitting, even with internally. Oh yes, for sure. Like Mm -hmm. my internal to-do list is, is bad. So
1: anyway, maybe, maybe we have hopes for a bit smoother year. We have to say no sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's better to say no and not disappoint yourself or someone else than to than to say you'll do something and either kill yourself trying to get it done, be so exhausted that you, you're you no good to anybody mm-hmm. else. Um, yeah, you, you just can't and always just shut say down. yes. Because yeah. it's hard for us. I think you and I both, we want to say, yes, we can do that. Mm-hmm. We'd love to help you. We want right. to help you. But then we, we can't. We just can't. Um,
0: I think another thing that did not go so well for me is just grading. Ugh. Oh, I don't know if anybody else, if any of our listeners um, feel my pain on grading, but it is just, it's a beast. So, and I mean, that kind of goes along with like record keeping. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, you know, like attendance, all those little things.
1: Attendance. I had to turn in every day's attendance yesterday for all week because I forgot to do it (laughs) Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday, I'm like, oh, and by the way, these kids were not here either. <laughs> well, I, being in college, I miss the
0: secretary um, beeping and saying, Miss woldridge I need your attendance. Yes. Like, I need somebody yeah. like that. Um, yes. But anyway, i so we're, we're talking about what went well and what did not go so well. And so, you know, maybe you need to pause or maybe you've been thinking about it while you've been listening to us. But we really want you to do this on your own mm-hmm. because, you know, what went well, you need to keep it up. Um, and then what did not go so well, we need to make plans for. Yes, And so that's what Kim, you're going to listen to, or if you want to continue to listen, you can listen to Kim and I really talk through about, okay, what systems what structures can we work on this summer to kind of attack our our next year and make it smoother so here are our ideas um okay so grading you know is the nightmare for me um so when i'm when i'm lesson planning this year so let's say that um like one of the first things that my students do in in intro is they interview a teacher who who teaches what they might want to teach okay well that involves like a Q&A assignment where they like they just track the questions they ask the teacher and they track their answers and then they write a reflection also like there's communication deadlines so what i need to do in my planner in my paper planner is to say, okay, not only are we going to do this in my lesson plan, but when will I grade each thing? And so like all three of those components, I need to put that in
1: my planner. So when is it due and when when are you going to grade it? When am I going to grade it?
0: Because I do an excellent job of scaffolding my students in deciding when is it going to be due, like what do we have going on? But then for myself, I will just have 15 assignments due from all my classes at the same time. And I'm like, what? And my husband will say, well, who assigned that stuff? And I'm like, (laughs) me. (laughs) So I think that can be something I can take into next year Mm -hmm. of thinking about every step of the way. And then when I notice things overlapping in my grading plan, then I can adjust their deadlines. Yeah,
1: yeah. How many students did you have?
0: Um, intro varies from like 20 to 34 and then my upper level classes, 15 to 20. So, uh, that's a lot of students
1: to grade for.
0: It's a lot of students to grade for, especially when they're like making all these videos and mm-hmm. oh, yes. goodness. Okay. Yes. So grading may not be a thing for you, but if not, why don't you give this a go with me and we'll see how it works. Yeah. Okay, what's something else we can do to help our lives be
1: better next year? I highly recommend a journal. And it doesn't have to be... Lengthy. No, it can be a bullet list of three things, but it's something that you need to remember.
0: So, like, you're thinking, like, track down what went well or what didn't go well, or what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, what went well, what didn't go well. When someone asks you to do a task. This happens to me all the time. Miss Kim, can you make me a, um, a, a game to, to review? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I've got something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Then
1: right there, I write that down. Okay. I mean, it, it's just a list. It, it can just be... like a mental mm-hmm. kind of, but if I don't write it down, I will not ever remember. Mm-hmm. I did a workshop last year, with a group of teachers and throughout the workshop they would tell me things they need <laughs> things I knew I had right but I if I didn't write it down there's no way we're gonna get
0: it mm-hmm. so and, I need to do that because you know I'm just a sticky note girl oh yeah I can't do that <laughs> and but they don't stay sticky no they don't stay sticky and I find one at the bottom of my purse and I'm like oh I looked for that for a long yes, time
1: yes. and and another thing I do Laura with that journal is because that happens throughout the course of a day. Before I leave that day, if I've told you, this happened just yesterday. As a matter of fact, a teacher needed something from me for accommodations, and before I left school, I sent that to her. Mm. So you could just
0: you know that that's your reliable place to go back and look yeah. up. Yeah, I think that's that is a great structure,
1: and I I shall try it. Well, I have to, or I will never remember because when I get home. Uh, it's just, uh, well, I think our brains are so full that you, we just, we cannot remember everything. No. Yeah. You're right. So you're right.
0: Um, something that I tried to do and just did not do consistently, but I'm really going to commit to it is just picking a day. And I think this should probably be Saturday because then if it doesn't happen, I have Sunday to really plan out, um, what we're eating. So meal plan. So kind of meal plan. At least just have it written down. Spaghetti on Monday. Order pizza on Thursday because Thursdays are nightmares. You know, like really thinking and then thinking what I'm going to have for lunch too.
1: Yes, and then you can just um, do your Walmart order or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So maybe if I, if I decide what we're eating, mm, I, I probably Saturday. And then I can place that order for Sunday, mm-hmm. pick up those groceries, and then do anything that I can. I think that would make. I mean, really, I need to be planning for breakfast too. Yeah, um, we need to be I eating. Remember
1: when we did that? Oh. We made that pl- that. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped that whole shepherd's pie in the floor.
0: So, Kim and I were trying uh, in the summer to... Whole 30. Yeah, we were doing Whole 30, and we were planning for the school year. So, we were making freezer meals, and we made these shepherd's pies. And if you don't know what shepherd's pies, you know, like, hamburger meat, vegetables, etc. And then you top it with, like, I think we did... Mashed sweet, potatoes. Mash, but mashed potatoes. Yeah, we did. And Kim was carrying
1: at my house, and it just... It flipped right over in the floor. I was oh, so looking forward to it. We worked so hard on but it. But we too. had some good food. We did
0: have some good food. So maybe that's something that you can even do is with think about with a friend. It was so fun. Um, we should do that again. But just really like if I if I have my meals planned out on Saturday and Sunday, I in like I don't realize it on the weeks I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But on those weeks I just feel lighter. I do too. So, it's just one less thing. I mean when I'm leaving work, I am I become the taxi mother and I am shuffling from this soccer practice to that soccer practice. And if I have dinner under control, even just knowing what we're going to eat, yes. even if I don't have it prepared,
1: I mean, having it prepared would be wonderful, but. It's I th- become a joke at our house. <laughs> like we're, I'm walking out the door in the morning and Tim says, Hey hon, what, what are we going to have for supper? Because it is constant on my mind. I have been planning meals since I was a girl <laughs> Because I was the oldest daughter and I Mm. had to kind of start things for mom before Mm -hmm. she got home from work. So for my whole life, I've planned meals and I don't know how to not do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm always worried about what's the next meal (laughs) going (laughs) to be. Well, it just became overwhelming to
0: me this year. Like, like I, I was just overwhelmed. And so I think I can take that off my plate during the week if I do it on the weekend.
1: I do too, and Laura, and I think it's okay to say we're gonna eat a sandwich, mm-hmm. like we were talking earlier. I think as mothers, we we want our kids to have all these healthy meals, right? And, and what? And that's just that's because we're good moms and we want to be good mothers. But there are whole restaurants devoted to just their <laughs> sandwich shops. So if you eat a sandwich, eat a Something sandwich. Okay, let them have an apple. We Oatmeal, oatmeal. Yeah. like they're going to be okay. They will survive. Maybe we
0: should do an episode about, um, like, crockpot meals oh, or sure. yeah, things that we can do. Yes. I think that would be good. That would be good for us. I mean, everything we're doing is not just for you; it's for us too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, I this was this is a system that I really want to carry into my next chapter. Is I either need to decide I am going to work early or I am going to stay late, but I am not going to do both. Yes. I'm really, you know, working on those boundaries, um, and establishing so I can be a better mother. Um, cause I can, I can allow work to consume
1: me. I, yes, you and I are both like that. Yeah. And I think teachers are in general because it's not something that you just at, four o'clock it's over shut off the lights yes it doesn't happen that way and so I think teachers are really really prone to Mm -hmm. try to do too much and come too early and stay too late I did that I tutored or I did a therapy group um at seven before school started and then I because I like to help kids learn to read I said well I can take a group after school Mm -hmm. too that is not sustainable yeah you can't do that don't do that to yourself I learned that this year. Yeah. So you can't, It's a hard lesson. It is. It is. So pick one.
0: Yeah, pick one. And I think like all these ideas that we are sharing and that you will come up with on your own, you know, really check yourself. Is this maintainable?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it isn't.
0: Yeah. I always tell my students on the first day, I'm like, you are seeing me at my peak. know. <laughs> like, I'm the best person I will be all semester today because... I'm trying to do all these things, you know, and then I just go downhill. Yeah. And so I really, I don't need to do that. (laughs) I need to set up structures that I can hold
1: up. That's right. That's
0: right. Okay. Oh, you had a great idea for a structure. um, Yes. About lesson planning. planning.
1: So um, I used to teach with a friend, Ashley, and we kind of had a plan for we would do different things on, on different days. On Mondays, we would plan math lessons for the following week or activities or centers. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, we would do reading. Wednesday, we might do grammar. So we did something different every day and, and planned that out for the following week or weeks so that we had all our materials together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of had a v unit plan anyway. You know right. where you're going. But it's the little details. But it's the little details that you need to get together so that next week is mm-hmm. not, you know, just a a fiasco. I
0: tried to do that a little bit this semester. Like, I would I would attack intro and methods on Tuesday. You know, I get those prepped up. Mm-hmm. Or actually, intro and field on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I would do... That was the day I had the most time. So I would, you know, you always have those classes or those periods that take (laughs) the most mental energy out Mm -hmm. of you. And so I would do my reading class on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that chunking helps you stay focused. Yes. yes, And then you're just, you're just prepared. Mm -hmm. So of course, can you make changes? Absolutely. But you're Mm -hmm. going to use that stuff at some point in time. That's right. So we'll at least have it together. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any of you listeners um, are like me, but my Google Drive is a nightmare. And so I am going to make folders this summer in advance um, to be able to sort my documents in there as I do it. So when next May comes... That I'm not wanting to cry. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do that too. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be great for us. And then, you know, during the year when I'm looking for a document, etc., I'm just not the best namer of documents. I'm and not so, either. I mean, what did
1: I call that?
0: <laughs> the um, <laughs> the amount of things that say reflection.
1: <laughs> Could you make a document that has, like, one document that has like um, hyperlinks to all your Okay, I tried that this year and I recommend this to you all. Okay, so what can you do? So
0: like for each course I taught, um I had a document that had like bullet out, like it had an outline of class and I would have the links to either my notes or the handouts. Okay. Or the things that I would put on Google Classroom, etc. or the the slides, the Google slide presentations that I would forget I even made. Um, you know, like, right there. And that was amazing. Okay. Yeah, so then it's linked. And, and then are not searching. And then it's just intro in order. Okay. Or, you know, um, my literature class, it was day one, day two, et cetera. And that was not, of course, fun to, to build, but my, oh, my, how helpful it was to me. Like, okay. I would be like, I want to kiss the the past... Laura Woldridge, you know that was that was so wise, I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her, um okay, and Kim started something new that I think would be very beneficial for me and possibly you about your like your your like manipulatives or like oh yeah, like even with me, like with index cards, will you talk about what how you organize that?
1: yeah, so in take flight, we have there's book one and two are together, three and four are together. 5 is by itself and then 6 and 7. So there are different books and within each book we there are lessons, right? So every lesson has a keyword, okay? That matches the letter sound and that keyword I use I call them feelies. We call them feelies, but it's a little object. And so I have all those organized by book and lesson and then i have cards that are organized by lesson. Mm. So everything is organized by book and in order by lesson. That way i can access everything quicker cuz i had it all just in one big tub.
0: Yeah. That's not going to work. That
1: was it, it it was fine before i got all the pieces. <laughs> but now that i have all the pieces, uh-huh. it doesn't work for me anymore. So i just organized everything together by by book, all right. Mm-hmm.
0: So I visualize that for myself. Like, if I'm rolling out several, um, well, I love Jeff Anderson, we, we love Jeff Anderson's grammar. Anderson. Anderson. So Jeff
1: Anderson, we love you, <laughs> yes, we, we do. We want to be your
0: best friend. Oh, we want you to come on the podcast, <laughs> Jeff Anderson. Um, but you know, like my mentor sentences, my mentor pieces, you know, just having those organized. So yes. I I know where they are and I can grab them. Mm-hmm. So this year or or last year I just got like, like you know at the copy machine they have a box where the the um, rings of paper. Yeah. So I would steal, you know, or borrow. Yes. Recycle, <laughs> recycle um, those boxes, and I labeled one for each class. And so when I finished a class. I would go put my handout upside down at the bottom of the box. Oh. And okay. so, at at the end of the semester, I went and grabbed all the papers from Intro's box, flipped it over, and I made a three-ring binder.
1: Oh, okay. And so,
0: then the last semester, I you know, I used most of the same handouts. Of course, I'd have new ones, but if I, in the past, then they were right there, ready to copy. So, I didn't have to print it out and then copy it. Mm-hmm. I just
1: got it. And put it on the coffee machine. And that was huge for me. That's a big deal. Yeah. I'm kind of doing that with my... Um, so I teach a little Bible class, kindergarten. Oh, so, cute. so cute. <laughs> so cute. And so I've kind of done that same thing. I've got... In fact, I'm going to work on it this afternoon. So I've got all my activities that I've done with the, all my lessons. Okay. And I've got them in folders. But I'm going to switch that to three ring binders so that... You can flow through it quickly. I can go. I'm not digging for it. And also, if I'm ever not there, somebody's got Mm -hmm. my notebook and all my activities are in there.
0: I think the the things that we can think about this summer is so we're not digging. We're not searching. Mm -hmm. We know where things are. Yes. And we can get to them quickly. Quickly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what these binders are up here. Over there on that side. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's, you know, it's just great and so even when I need something on the fly I can be like oh I taught that in this course I will go to that folder and mm-hmm. I can find it
1: so that's good and it's colorful too you got it yes. pretty. oh I did, I did.
0: well <laughs> visually appealing is just yes, nice to me it is okay so Kim taught me a structure that I did not know or that I've known about for children but she's adapted it for teachers so teachers
1: get ready that visual schedule Oh, okay. So in our lessons, we click down. There, there are. Um, there's a structure, a schedule for the lesson. So, for instance, in a take flight lesson, you would do alphabet. Then you would do your decks, which is like the letter cards and the and the picture cards. You do your decks, and then you would do. Um, and auditory and visual discovery, and then linkages. So there's there's a mm-hmm. there's a series of lessons. Lots of components within. Lots it, of it. components, okay. and it's easy to leave things out. Yeah. So this actually idea did not is not original with me, but so what we use is a clip down chart, okay. and we put a student in charge of that. So it's just got a little clip on there, and they say, oh, we're at Phonemic Awareness 2, we're at Phonemic Awareness 1, and they like to be the ones to do that. So somebody's in charge of that. Mm-hmm. So I got to thinking about that with my teachers. In Arkansas now, teachers have to be observed for the science of reading, and, and the, the uh, small group lesson is a little bit different than what we have done in past, in past years year. with guided mm-hmm. reading. So um, we're using decodable text, and there should be some phonemic awareness. There should mm-hmm. be a, an introduction. There, you know, there are different parts of the lesson, mm-hmm. and I was afraid they were going to leave some out. Mm-hmm. And and they know what to do. But you know, when you're being observed, it's it's a right. little. Or when you do three groups in a row, yes. you can't remember if you did I do that part. <laughs> oh no. So I made that for them. Mm-hmm. So it has an intervention, or it has like a, a phonemic awareness, and then it has so they a can book just clip it and move and it down as
0: they hit each component. Yes,
1: and so I made that for them, and they have it at their reading table, and that way they can just make sure they're including mm. all the all the components of the lesson, and they're meeting meeting their requirements and the kids like to be in charge of that right well i think it's building their skills too it is it is it is and kids need expectations about what's coming next Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah helps them settle Uh
0: i just think like i'm so bad about closure (laughs) oh
1: i know i think
0: i do okay introducing i feel pretty confident in my teaching but, and my students know it. I'm like, you guys, I'm a terrible model of closure. So this year they would give me a C, like they make a C <laughs> with their hand <laughs> to Sweet. clean me in. To tell me, like, yes. oh yes, and yes. now let's wrap it up. So yes. I think if I had that. Mm-hmm. You know, like mine, mine is way simple on my structure, you know, introduction, et cetera. But and then that closure. But I forget the closure. I know. And so I think if I had that in front of my face, uh-huh. then they wouldn't have to. My, my poor students wouldn't have to give me the C the sign. Yeah. So I think yeah. that would be a great structure that, you, you know, you know, you know, the components or you know, different periods or different um, subjects that you teach that. Maybe right. you need support in remembering all the little details.
1: I, years ago, from I think it was from David. I mean Debbie Miller, maybe, or it could have oh, been Miller. from Ralph Fletcher. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I got the, or I, I don't know. Somebody I've read in the past would say, you know what? Today, here's what I need you to learn. And she said, just spill the beans on, just mm-hmm. tell them, You know, this is what we're this is what we're going to learn today. Just be real clear and transparent with kids. And right. then at the end, say, okay, here's what we've learned mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Or this is what I need you to learn. Or a lot of times with little kids, I'll say, hey, when you go home today and mom says, what did, what you, did learn? you learn today? This is what you need to tell mm-hmm. her. So that's how I kind of remember to get that closure in there. It has just become a habit. Yeah. But having that clip-down chart really has helped. I think I need a support <laughs> to I do know. it. To- <laughs> I know we need
0: it. I know it's vital. And it just goes off my brain. I don't know why. But, oh, well. I shall I shall implement a new structure and maybe improve. Yeah. Okay, we just have a few more ideas, and we'll try to go through them pretty quickly. Um, I cannot tell you guys the value of video or audio recording yourself. You know, just like... Saying Tuesdays, on Tuesdays I will video one lesson or audio record. So Ruby, you know Ruby, yeah, she would audio record a lesson, and then she would listen to it on the way home. Oh, okay, that was smart. Yeah, very, she's smart. I just think like when I video my, it's painful. It's It's painful to listen. It's painful to watch. But when we are teaching, we cannot see everything that's happening. Mm-mm. I'll never forget when I was doing my national boards, I had this video. I thought this is my video and I got home and I watched it and I had a little girl with a post-it note curling her bangs. <laughs> 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 That's why I was like, I can look, like, I didn't even notice it. Know. You know? know, she was right under my legs.
1: Cause she had to be. Um, but like, we we learn a lot. We do in in my training as a therapist. We had to video lessons <sighs> and turn them in. So you Gosh. have to watch them and critique them. And mm-hmm. every every time, every time I video myself, and I just did a I just did a bunch for school for teachers, um, reading group. Um, I, I videoed myself teaching decodable text and, and different reading groups for teachers to look at mm-hmm. at each grade level. And I look at it and I think, oh, you know what? I should have done X, Y, or Z. Right. So I think that helps us grow as teachers to Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I always say I think it's the best professional development we can do. It is, 100%. And when we can't beat ourselves up. No. But yeah, we can grow from it. We can. and And it's easier to reflect because you don't know... You're like, did I say that? Or, I always look at the right side of the classroom. <laughs> oh. I, or, I always do that. Or,
0: I'm missing I'm missing a whole population, you know.
1: Yes, yeah. They were having a great conversation over there. I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I think it's one of the best things you can do for yourself as a professional.
0: I do. And, and, I think we won't do it if we don't have the structure set up. Yes. So, you know, thinking like Tuesdays are record day. And Tuesday afternoon, I'll listen to it on the way home,
1: mm-hmm. you know, or
0: something. Um, or maybe, you know, you have a double plan day. Every once in a while, you'll have a schedule like that. Or just an afternoon that maybe you don't have um, a meeting or you don't have to pick up your kids or whatever. And so you can extra plan that day. Yeah. Or you can really reflect. Yeah. You can. Um, okay, one more, like, classroomy thing that structure we can do is really thinking about those big assessments that you do during the year and making them very intentional and informative. So, you know, like when I'm tired and stuff, I do not make my best assessments. So I think summer,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. we we
0: know what we need to teach the kids. Right. We have the standards. We know the expectations. So I can use my time to beef up my assessments and decide how will what can I gain from this assessment? That's right. And it's got to be more than a grade, people. You it know, does. Like,
1: and also, Laura, I think take that assessment yourself.
0: Oh gosh, because you're going to realize I've done it myself, and I'm like, that is a terrible question, I Laura. Know. You know, like,
1: well, and I know this year we have a new curriculum, and we've had some coaching, and it's been really, really good. And so one of the things we do is we look at that end of module assessment, and and I have learned this this year. This is not an idea that's original with me. And then we do this. We we actually we take do it, it. And then we create an exemplar. Okay, mm. what is it
0: what, that you were looking for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, so then we'll make sure in our teaching that we're teaching up to that bar. That's right. Yeah. It, I mean, that's huge in writing. It is. Yes. And in math when we're justifying problems and things uh-huh. like Or justifying our work. Like thinking really you know what is good yes. <laughs> what is, what is on par what is uh-huh. excellent etc that's right and I think we can do that in the summer I do too um okay so outside of the classroom you know just really I think establishing the structure and practicing of giving myself grace
1: uh-huh.
0: of saying no yes like I need to practice that now
1: me too. <laughs> I need three months of
0: practice before August gets
1: here. I do too. I think, you know, we talked about maybe workout plans. Oh, and like, yeah. Uh, like, okay, so I say things to myself like, I'm going to do 100 squats <laughs> today. And I know I'm never going to do 100 squats, but I could probably do five. Yeah. So give yourself the grace and, to know, you know what, I'm not going to go out and run a mile today, but I can walk for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and clear my head. If I do that three times today I've walked for 30 minutes. so out on recess duty
0: maybe I could walk during recess yes. duty
1: yeah
0: you know um I mean we can't do that in car line but you know as uh, you know a high school teacher you know if you don't have any opportunities to do that but I'm thinking like I like last year I would pack my shoes and an outfit in my car mm-hmm. there was no excuse so when I took my kids to soccer, you know, I could yes, I could sit there. <laughs> yes. Or I can just put on those shoes and, walk. and just go walk. And That's I right. you know, like we know, well, most of the time we know when practices are going to be. But, you know, I can plan that out. When I'm grocery planning, I can also plan, okay, on this days I think I can walk. Mm-hmm. Maybe on these days I could lift some weights. But then making sure again that we're not overcommitting only to fail. That's right. Because then we're
1: disappointed in ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a vicious cycle. It is. Um, and I think, you know, like one of the last things that we can do is really just planning a time, a day, a day and a time to really reflect. Yeah. So is that on your drive home? Is that or maybe your drive home is chaotic and you can't do that in the car. Um, But just thinking about when can you stop and really think about your class as a whole, your work-life balance, et cetera. Um, and we, will, we will never change if we don't stop to consider it. That's right. Yeah. And so I think establishing that time would be a great structure to do. Yeah. So.
1: yeah. And I think the video or audio recording yourself really would help. Oh, man. Would that ever. That yeah. would be great for
0: your classroom reflection. Yes. And just your, yeah, yeah, it would and but I think we've got to think about the outside the classroom Laura and Kim's because it does impact us in the classroom. It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. So okay, it well does. those are our ideas, but we want to hear from you. So um in the comment box or on email or we're on Facebook and Instagram, you can find us on all of those um platforms. I think that's our, you know, we're just two teachers trying to podcast, so we don't, we don't have our language down yet. Um, but we would love to hear from you about what structures you, remember these aren't goals. These are not resolutions. These are structures and systems that we are working to develop. So we want to hear from you guys if you'll comment um, or send us, contact us. We'll start out ne- our next episode back. Just like good teachers do, they review what we've done. Mm-hmm. So we'll review um, just a tiny bit of um, what we've talked about today, and share your ideas, and um, maybe we can think of a few more. In our next episode,
1: setting up the learning environment. Woo! Oh, it's my favorite thing. I, I always started right after the Fourth of July, getting my classroom ready, and just getting getting in there and striking and cleaning. So much fun. it is exciting it's so but what exciting. does that look like
0: and we're going to be talking you know kindergarten to higher ed so um, we'll be sharing out lots of ideas just great things to think about when you're setting up this new environment. So we would really you know this is like all podcasts we would love for you to re- rate and review um, this podcast and share it with others. So we are very excited to share our experiences. We're very excited to just work together. But we've been around the block a lot of times and so both of us feel like compelled to share our experiences um, because we want we want to help you. So, we hope that today has helped you in some way. So, my husband said right this morning, he said, you know, if, if you can help one teacher, one, help one student one day in one time, that would be amazing. And so, hopefully, we've helped you in one way. That's so good. I know. I'm, he's, he's quite impressive. He said. So. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.